Welcome to this week's episode of Toys on Tap. This week, we bring on an incredible toy artist, toy painter, Dirty Yeti. We get to dive into his process, his history, why he does what he does, how he got into this stuff, and everything about him. And I couldn't be more stoked. If you want more Toys on Tap, you can go on all of our socials at Toys on Tap. You can go wherever you get podcasts, like, follow, rate, review, subscribe, do all those good things. It's free for you, but it means the world for me. And if you want even more Toys on Tap, we have a new series called The Nitty Gritty, where each artist that comes on gets to give us a little bit more in-depth walkthrough of what they're doing with toys. For $3 a month, you can get access to that and you can support Toys on Tap and everything we do. Now let's get to this week's episode of Toys on Tap. Oh yeah. Oh, there we go. Man, I'm so tech savvy. <laughs> That's a good way to start the episode. I am so tech savvy. Hey, I'm I'm pumped to have you on, man. Yeah, I'm uh I'm really stoked that you uh invited me, man. Of course. Uh I can't wait to talk to you. Um I, I and you get your own episode of the nitty gritty as well on Toys on Tap. I can't wait. I, I'm pumped to have you on. I encountered you because you have a dope piece that I'm still Still trying to like get my wife to it's right there. Still trying to get her to say like, yeah, you can get this. I'm working on it. Um, right there, bro. That was for you. Product placement. And you know what? Yeah. When I edit this video, I'm gonna send it to her and be like, look it, look how good that is. It'll be so good up here. <laughs> I was just having a little bit of side. You can see a little bit better, but yeah. <laughs> but before we jump in, please introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do. For sure. So I am. Uh, Bill Sanchez, aka Dirty Yeti, Dirty Yeti. Um, I do a lot more painting than anything else. Uh, I love painting up uh, other designers' blanks, um, my own style, and uh, I do dabble in the bootleg uh, resin casting. Um, I started in 2019 doing that. I haven't really been consistent with it. I did a few pieces, and uh, it's uh, it's something that is you know, still, uh, in my mind that I, you know, kind of want to push forward and, uh, do some more stuff eventually. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much an all around creator. I draw, I paint, I sculpt, I do photography and I even dabbled in music. So, um, I try to stay on my toes and create as much as possible before my, my last day here on this rock. So, uh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I, uh, to say that you're a painter is an understatement because your paint <laughs> is crazy good. Uh, um, thank you. And like, of course we, you know, dabbling, there's so many different art forms that surround like action figures. And so dabbling in it and then just saying like, I haven't kept up with it, dude, there are so many that I haven't kept up with. I just haven't right. even like, I don't have time. I don't have any time. Right. If you have a full-time job, which I know you probably do, I know yeah. I do. Um, I'm a father. I'm a husband. You know, I got a house to pay for. I got a dog. It's like, bro, I don't even sleep. So, like, my, you could ask my wife. Like, I literally get like two to three hours of sleep uh, per night. Maybe if I'm lucky, four. Yeah. Um, and it's um, you know, I appreciate my day job, but it's uh, it's uh, 
I truly, really feel like living or I'm like I am living when I'm at night, you know, on my own. After the kids go down, I'm able to just get in the realm of listening to some toys on tap or some music and just painting away, man. That's that's literally what I've done the past uh, shoot, man. I don't know. Uh, decade, but it's yeah. I haven't really started taking it serious like until maybe a year ago. So, yeah, what is crazy is you. Uh, we're gonna get into every bit of your history. Sure. You sure. sent me a message probably like two weeks ago or a week ago. Said that mm-hmm. you got through every episode of Toys on Tap. Bro, that was. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, man. Well, like I wanted to see how. Um, how you started and it's always like it's really interesting to me how like the the initial like origin or how things start and then how they become you know yeah. currently and it's really neat to me to see like how how did he progress like how how's the production value and it's it's of course everybody always i think always gets a little bit better as they go um but you've stayed really consistent and i i mean i, I truly appreciate your uh your podcast um it's uh it's really neat hearing all the designers and artists that i follow like on instagram that I've never, um, it's cool to like put a voice to the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really talked to a lot of these people. And then actually your show is what like brought me into the, uh, uh, the realm of like talking to artists that I'm now friends with. Like I, I literally consider myself friends with some of these people that like I talk to them on a daily basis now. So yeah. it's pretty Dude, neat. You know, that's all that this, honestly, if, if that's all I get out of it is just connecting artists. That's what it's for what i want this to yeah. be yeah no you're, you're you're doing it you're you're killing it man and it's uh you know i don't want to say i wish a lot more people were doing this i'm kind of glad it's just you, you know you're doing your thing but yeah. um it is it's like it's really dope to know that you know this is uh an industry or community that's being taken more serious these days than than even like back when i first started hearing about things um so uh yeah no you're doing a great job man abe you're you're killing it bro Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Um, I will say you shouldn't spend that much time listening to me. It's not. <laughs> I it's think not, you told me that actually. <laughs> it's not good for your health. There's been a Man. couple of people that have said they've gone on like road trips and toys on taps, what they listen to. Don't, yeah. if you're listening to this, don't do that. Like listen yeah. to music, listen to something else. It's too much. I, because I'm like, um, so new to the, the, uh, the toy maker community still. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still fairly small, but uh, it's um, it was like a great way to kind of get a rundown on who pe- you know who the people were and who yeah. who to watch out for what they were doing, because like I was like blindly following people when I first got on Instagram, um, and it was just like, man, this looks dope, but I have no clue like what else they do. I don't know who this is, and there's so many artists out there, but at the same time, it's still so like niche and and really small, like a small close knit community. So, uh, it's cool to really hear um some of your repeat artists going on there like of course like chris and west from last fashion studios i know you talk about them all the time yeah. um, those guys are dope because like they literally gave me my first shot at a, at a true collab uh mm. which was great on a crowd uh starter so it was cool god that's so good all right toys obviously play a huge part in your life walk me back we're talking childhood growing yeah. up um I, I like to say, like, what did you collect? But kids don't generally collect. Like, what are the toys you had that you slammed <laughs> together? Yeah, so, uh, man, born in 87. Uh, but, like, geez, man, I literally remember the very tail end of the 80s. No joke, no lie. Um, I was uh, 
two years old, so 89. And I was at the TMNT showing in the theater. Like, I saw the very first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Um, I think that's what, like, did it for me from that moment. That's literally, it's a, it's a kind of a, it's a cool memory, but it's kind of weird how that sticks in my mind, um, running up and down the aisles with my aunt trying to chase me down. But I remember seeing the turtles on the screen, and I was like, man, I want to, I just remember that was, like, the coolest thing. Um, and then, of course, the cartoon. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it was Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, um, Motu. Uh, and then, like, I got a little bit older, and it was, like, Johnny Quest and uh, Mighty Max and, you know, Street Sharks and yeah. uh, X-Men. And then I was watching, like, you know, wrestling. I love WWF back in the day when it was called WWF. So, Dude, uh, you totally. are yeah. in that same vein as me. Yeah. Well, because you're only like what three years younger than me? Because I'm yeah. 37. I just celebrated a birthday on the fourth, so I'm 37. There we go. Happy birthday! Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we're we're pretty much the same age. I mean, um, but toys, man, my God. Of course, you know, with to go with some of those shows because that's like how it went back in the day. You know, you had the show to you know promote the toy. Um, so Ghostbusters, Motu, uh, definitely Turtles, um, Muscle. Mm. love muscle uh starcom which i don't hear a lot of people talk about starcom but that's like one of the dopest like toys out there that are actually really expensive so let me remember are starcom the ones with the magnets on the feet you could stick them everywhere okay yep you got it they had they were known for like their gimmicks for like you would like activate with the with the magnets and like their vehicles would like transform certain things or yeah yeah uh yeah man mighty like mighty max was like a huge thing i love i still yeah. collect mighty max um yeah. it's hard to find completes that are like reasonably priced you know yeah but uh um swamp thing okay. do you remember swamp thing yeah uh swamp i mean do i do i remember all of these yeah did i have i had no <laughs> swamp thing i had a lot of mighty max i think i still to this day like i love the nostalgia of mighty max but right. I stand behind my hot take that it is kind of a garbage toy because, like, you yeah. open it, you move it, and then you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe this was like um, in the cars for me in the beginning to like kind of recognize paint schemes and like stuff like yeah. that. But like, I remember his paint style, like the paint on it was it really attracted me as a kid. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like he could like camouflage in with like the mud and yeah. leaves that I was playing in when I was a kid, you know. Uh, JP toys, Jurassic Park toys, yep. huge fan of those. Um, still like still collecting those. Um, a huge Playmates fan. Like, okay. I think personally, Playmates own the '90s, bro. Like Dick Tracy, like I said, TMNT. Uh, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, so the Next Generation. Like those toys are all super dope, man. Yeah, um, I didn't. What's crazy is um, us being around the same age. That three years though, that you're older. Like there's toys that you saw and can remember probably buying that I don't even have concept for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it like skull warriors or skeleton warriors? Skeleton like warriors. One. Yeah. I remember that. And like those trolls with like the, uh, the gems in their, yeah. their chest. What, what were those guys uh, called? Stone protectors. Yes. Yeah. 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 So those dudes, um, Micro Machines, like, that's a huge one. Like, yeah. I've heard, like, not a lot of people mention that. Micro Machines was huge for me, man. I, uh, I mean, I lost them almost immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. The Star Wars packs. Um, 
so like I didn't grow up in the 80s. I didn't and maybe you can relate to this. Like the only Star Wars I had is Power of the Force. I only had yeah, like, the garbage. But um what brought it to life was things like micro machines and yeah, and they gave a fresh new thing that not many people had, which was super cool. And and um with the micro machines, like the heads that opened up and they were kind of like Mighty Max. Yes, the yeah. uh, Galoob was putting those out, man. They were putting yeah. out gold back then too, man. Uh, I believe it was Galoob that yeah. was doing like the the micro machine play sets. Um, but yeah, I had like all those set those sets like Darth Vader. I think yeah. there's a Stormtrooper. There was uh, I had this really sick uh, Dagobah play set. Like yeah. you could actually shoot like R two D two out of the mouth of that that swamp creature. Yeah, like dude, there's so many cool things. I. I it's I don't know, man. Maybe they do, but I've not really seen it. Maybe they they should start making toys like that again. You know, they have the um, uh, so micro machines for us. So mm-hmm. think think back, think back. So the packaging, it's this like flat box, and it's got like a the long clear blister, and they have all this like it's either vehicles or people yep. or whatever. The people yep. are too big for the vehicles because the vehicles yeah. are micro. Um, and which is such a funny thing now at target, I don't know when they started making them, but they have like an ad at that's like this big and it has micro machine characters that go in it. Yeah. Um, I just started recently collecting some of that last year. Um, my mother-in-law is super cool and she's like the only more grown adult other than me, um, that buys me toys when I ask for them, like for Christmas. Yeah. So she like she was like my wife is she's so used to it now she buys me stuff when I need it but uh like my mother-in-law will buy me toys that I ask for like one decent toy a year and so she got me one of those it was like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Bro that thing is really sick. I mean they I think it's like um Micro Fleet I think it's called mm-hmm. or something like something like that. Yeah. But uh yeah they're doing really cool things. I just picked up a uh, Boba Fett uh, Slave 1 which yeah. they don't call it that anymore but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, those are those are cool. Um, so uh, as we keep going through like this love. Oh, OK. So I got to ask before we move on. You had Street Sharks. Yes, I had a few. Well, so here's the thing. I had, I think, one growing up because, I, you know, I come okay. from a kind of kind of poor family. I didn't okay. really have a whole lot growing up. But um, my mom always tried to make, you know, the best of what we had and always try to take care of me. Um, so I had one. And I remember growing up and like my buddies would all have all of them. And yeah, so I was, uh, it wasn't until like I was an adult and I was at like a flea market somewhere in, um, in, uh, Tampa, Florida. And I saw them all there. They were, I mean, they were kind of beat up a little bit, but because I paint, I'm like, I don't care. I'll buy them scuffed. I'll fix them up, dude. Like, I'm not going to sell them. Yeah. And so then I like, I picked them all up for like a steal. Like, I'm not kidding. Like probably like $2 a pop. And, uh, Oh, they were like thick shape, like really perfect, almost perfect shape, other than some scuffs. Yeah. And then what did I do? Like I ended up like I sold them. So yeah. <laughs> I, I I sold them. I said I wasn't going to, and I did. But they were cool to have for a minute. Yeah. So those, uh, I mean, I've talked about it on here before, but those and Cowboys and Mumesa, those like, yeah, were my life. And they're it's because yeah. they're chunky. Like I'm a little kid. Yep. I want something that's big. Even as a little kid, three and three quarter feels small. Right. And so right. like having something like, uh, man, I can't uh, like jab, like walking around and his like his eyes and stuff like launch out. Like that's a, an insane toy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. What was the, uh, the hammerhead? That was like my favorite one. 
Yeah, uh, I think his name is Jab. I, I gotta like I don't I haven't seen the show or like gone through it. Um, he was like I have the paint like different paint colors of him. Weird yeah. characters, but like uh, yeah, that Piranha was the guy was cool. Yeah, Doctor Piranoid or Piranha. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Jab was the first toy that I had that had tattoos that I can remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had he's like gray and he has those like weird. Yeah tribal 90s tattoos on him and they had that rubberized skin right i think i remember the rubber skin that like gets um man what is it's like this the whatever is in it breaks down and sometimes they get sticky yeah over time dude i hate that so yep that's that's early tell me about d-day when we start getting rid of toys and we lose interest in toys as we all fall short yeah um yeah, because I think it's it's pretty much pretty much happened like with ed, anybody here, yeah. um, unfortunately. But like you know, when you're a kid and like you're on to the next best thing, you know, like Super NES, you know, video games really is kind of what did it for me. Yeah. So um, my grandma would always have these like massive garage sales every year, like maybe two twice a year. Mm. And that was like when I was first introduced to like that green paper that we all know and love these days. Yeah. And so I was like, bro, like you're saying, like I could sell my toys and make money and then i could buy a video absolutely <laughs> like hands down so and i i regret it man but i sold all my turtles i sold yeah. like i had like the huge like um technodrome yeah like the eyeball you know uh i had all the vehicles i had i had all those stone protectors i had everything man and like this was all like sold so i think it was like when i was like i don't know five six seven somewhere around there yeah. it's like when i kind of just got out of all that and just got really hard into like video games of course i still was always into toys but it was like it was it was different mm-hmm. um but i it didn't last long like i still always like ask for like toys for christmas um power of the force like you mentioned like that we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this meanwhile the galaxy of root like treasures DOV2, we have an engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. Yeah, like they, I don't know, they had like that super like crazy Jack Sculp on everybody. Like they were like super built and yeah. it was weird, but it, it's very iconic for me. Like that's my childhood. That's your childhood. Like that's just like something I, I, I still love, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but I started getting like those for Christmas and then it just built from there. And then I started getting asking for, um, you remember like Predator and Alien toys? Oh, like yeah. Those guys? Yeah. And then, uh, so like it didn't last long, man. I still, like I said, I'm 37, bro. I, I still ask for toys for Christmas. I still take <laughs> care of myself throughout the year and blow countless, you know, dollars on on toys that I don't need but I collect and I have to have. And it's it's an addiction. Um, and I always tell, I joke with my wife, it's like, you know, I could be doing heroin, I could be doing math, <laughs> but I'm doing plastic. You know, it's plastic crack, and it's it, it. I mean, legitimately is an addiction. Like I truly have an addiction to like collecting toys and having toys and flipping toys. I still sell toys. I still uh, customize toys. So 
yeah, yeah man it, it's a real thing man yeah it's the i would say it's the first addiction like i have a, an addictive personality like crazy yep. it's the first addiction that i can maintain like yeah i still gotta yeah. buy toys but i can kind of decide if i'm gonna buy a 200 toy or a 10 toy like sure. i can sure. work within that and so i think that's where my wife is like Hey, like I can, this is all fine. Keep it at work, keep it in your office or whatever. But like, right. it doesn't matter as much. Oh my gosh. You got a dog right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's been, he's been hounding up. <laughs> come, come up here. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> I have two dogs. And I love them so dang much. Yeah. I heard you got some dogs. Yeah. Um. So y- you start to get rid of them. And I think this, maybe you can relate like this generation is, or our generation of being millennials with this is probably it makes the most sense when we use, when we left something right we're like we're getting right. the very beginnings of um like good game systems and then we start yeah. getting like they just start cranking them so of course i left things behind yeah like, and so um at what point do you start dabbling in art because w- what's happening is like you're an artist at heart, like regardless of anything, your paint apps, all this stuff. So w- when do you start like dabbling in that? Yeah, so um, movies uh, really got me into monsters and stuff. Yeah. And like Jason, like I remember Jason and Frankenstein's monster and all that, like drawing those endlessly when I was in kindergarten. And, and I mean, like every time it was time to draw, because like that, yeah. you do that a lot when you're a kid. They just give you busy work. And I remember always drawing monsters and like Jason, always loved Jason. And just on the hockey mask, the uh, the machete, it was just like super intriguing to me. And um, so I started off like probably shouldn't be watching those movies when I was a kid. But my, you know, it was always on when I was uh, a kid for some odd reason. Like there was like always like the exorcism or yeah, uh, or the exorcist rather. And then uh you know, Jason movies and all that stuff. So like, I remember like walking in and my aunts and uncles or my grandma, they just let me watch it. And so yeah. I don't, it kind of, it kind of was like traumatic in the beginning, but now I'm kind of glad because uh, <laughs> I love that stuff now. And yeah. um, that is like kind of what pushed me towards wanting to draw more like that. And, uh, you know, I was never great at it, but it was just fun to just express myself and like, Oh yeah. Like I like this character. So let me try to put it on paper myself and by memory. And it, it just progressed from there. So literally, I remember from kindergarten up until now, um, I was drawing and painting. And then it wasn't really until um, I met uh, one of my buddies, one of one of my homies from um, from Michigan as well. He kind of got me like to think like, oh, you could like start customizing toys and painting stuff like that. And I it's it's weird it like broke like the the fourth wall for me like it was like i never thought that i thought that broke all the rules like wait like i can i can literally customize a toy that's already been painted that's already been sculpted like it just i couldn't fathom it it really blew my mind that you know it wasn't really being done like in the 90s that i saw when i was a kid but like it wasn't until later when i realized that uh this is something you could do and literally create your own stuff off of other people's you know ip so i mean it's interesting that's but, that's so sick. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, I remember like switching heads and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wouldn't call that art for me. It was right, just right, really right. trying to make a weird action figure. Uh, yeah. So that's that's dope that you got to like experience it like 
somehow it transitioned into that. Did you end up getting some kind of art degree or art school or any that kind of pushed you um, towards painting? Uh, no, I never, um, I never went to school after okay. high school, actually. Yeah. Um, there were like attempts and they were failed attempts. I, I actually absolutely hate school. Um, yeah. I hate, um, I hate to be restricted and to follow the rules about pretty much anything. I mean, I'm, I, I guess you could say I'm, I'm pretty much a rebellious person, but when it comes to anything creative, I feel that, and this is with all due respect to anybody that does, you know, go to school or, or go to a university or whatever to further their education with arts. That's great. Um, for me, I feel it's silly for me. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing it cause I want to do it. I'm going to do it for the rest of my life because this is literally what makes me happy. And what, this is what keeps me alive as far as wanting to create. This is like, this is my, my lifeblood. So, um, I'm going to do this anyway. I don't feel like I should pay for that. I don't feel like it's not that I can't learn more. It's just that I just don't want to pay for it. So yeah. I, I'm just going to keep doing it, you know? And um, so, no, I never got a degree. Um, I never, um, I never pursued anything like that. Uh, I think there were some thoughts like when I was like trying to find like a big boy job and I was like, maybe I should do like um, some sort of, uh, you know, CAD work or like some yeah. sort of engineer work, you know, cause that's kind of creative too, but like, you're also working like as an engineer or something, but, and maybe I could still do it, but um, no, man, I just like, I just felt like if I'm going to keep painting and drawing and then like slowly start selling some of the stuff to my friends, family, and then some people like off the street or at a show or whatever, um, then this is, this is cool for me. Like, I'm not trying to be, be a rich guy. I don't need to be a millionaire, you know? Yeah. It's fun. Tell me, um, you, you said that it keeps you happy and that kind of stuff. What is art kind of doing for like your mental state for like just keeping you going in that? Like, let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So um, art is really cool because you could do it when you're sad. Yeah. You do it when you're mad. You could <laughs> do it when you're super happy. You could do it when you're you know, when you're high, you could do it when you're low, whatever, man. Um, it's, uh, I think people create some of the best stuff when they're influenced by emotion. Yeah. Um, and that is the best outlet is to be able to, you know, um, take that and, you know, I guess kind of cultivate that sort of uh, piece out of, out of your emotions. Um, there's been many times where like, uh, I was, uh, living in an apartment by myself for a while. Um, before I, uh, before I met my, uh, my now wife, but, um, uh, I was like unemployed and it was for like a year. It was like the longest year of having no money, but it was the like literally one of the happiest years of my entire life because all I was doing is pumping out painted pieces on canvas or sculpting something out of, um, uh, Sculpey. And, uh, it was literally like, I set my own schedule. I create anything I want. I mean, within obviously what I can afford, but it was, it was really insane. And it was, um, it was, uh, staying up until like 6am, 7am and then, uh, and just painting. And like, I, I'm, I'm a really colorful dreamer. I don't know why I can, I have very vivid dreams. So like I would literally wake up out of a dream and just get up and just go paint what I just like saw in my mind. It's really yeah. neat. So, yeah. And if you can try to do stuff like that or like write about it or whatever, that's, that's, it's pretty fun, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're at the age, like we're after high school, we're probably, yeah. you carried us to the point in like, before you met your current wife, get us to the point where 
we're now trying to we're either searching for people that do this stuff to toys or we start dabbling in it and all of a sudden you see other people where where are we at as far as that goes yeah so um uh so basically i was um going to comic book stores um during this time and i went to one out in like this college town by me um not too far from me and uh i had never seen anything like this before abe i'm telling you bro it, it blew my mind they, they were the um uh the the monies and the dunnies yeah like they were custom and they, they had like the small ones and then they had like the really big ones that were like you know i don't even know like probably three feet tall yeah and i had never seen anything like that and i just remember like they had like a whole plethora of them in the in this giant comic shop and i was like i asked one of the people there, i was like what what are these like who puts these out like this was like before i really knew that there was like independent you know companies yeah. out there like like more of a art design or art toy you know company out there so uh i was like is this like a is this like a disney thing like well, i don't understand what this is and they were like um no man that's um uh what's the what's the company that puts those out kid robot kid robot yeah they were like that's kid robot stuff yeah. and i was like i've never heard of that so when i saw that man that man instantly like inspired me i was like man i want to get these things i want to like i want to paint my own stuff on these like that yeah. sounds like really cool so um but i didn't realize like this was during a time like i couldn't believe how expensive they were too you know and it was like to even buy a blank was like pretty substantial and i was on a very you know low you know income so it was like um i'll sit on it for a while you know maybe i'll just uh do some stuff to my own toys you know yeah so i took that with that like knowledge and inspiration with me and went back to the apartment and i just remember kind of slowly like painting some action figures up like i had some paint and it wasn't really good paint, but then I started getting into like Warhammer 40k and Hell like yeah. I, they had like, you know, Games Workshop paint pots and the, like that that paint I still use today. It's just yeah. it's super, super good paint. And uh, it went on the figures really nicely. And um, I was like, oh, OK, so this is pretty cool. And then uh, I, I guess like it was kind of weird, but I eventually started like I had a few blanks um, like uh, I think they were they were the. Uh, the dunnies mm -hmm. and i had a couple of those like the little ones and stuff and so i started doing some stuff on those uh but yeah um that's uh that's what did it man that comic shop and it was uh it was seeing those for the first time and not knowing what they were and there was some really gnarly work on a lot of those those pieces yeah. so that's um, but i i can't um mine kind of started with like seeing artists and seeing that kind of stuff which then triggered something but to walk into a shop and see that and all of a sudden it like yeah. spark something. See, that's the kind of thing that I like to hear because that's yeah. you just had like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like everything awoken inside that was yep. like, oh, this is this is the history of my life right here. We're going to do this. For sure, man. It, they don't know what they did to me that day, man. When I saw <laughs> that, I was like, whoa. Yeah, it, it's it's wild, man. And um. I think like I kind of mentioned uh, Warhammer, but like that's like uh, Warhammer was like what pushed me to fight the man again and not buy like all their expensive stuff over and over again. Because like yeah. you have to like buy, you know, repetitiously buy their stuff so that way you can like field certain units and stuff all the time on mm -hmm. the game. 
uh, I was like, man, I can't afford like a hundred dollar figure, like a model. Cause you got to build them. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to look this up. I know there's a way that you can replicate these things. I know there is. And this was like before, like, this was like way before YouTube was like really talking about any of this stuff, like way before like Crashman, I think his name is. Yeah. Like this, this was way before him. Like I was like looking and trying to find some stuff. And there were some people that put some like casting and molding stuff out there. So like, that's when I started doing that and actually pushing against wanting to pay for that is what got me into resin uh, casting and uh, silicone molding. So, yeah, I like, I, I've never done Warhammer. Um, I only use Citadel paints, which is cool. It's like those little ones you're talking about. I think, um, I I only use them and I love them because they like they cover well. They tell you exactly what they do. Yeah. Um, I've used it. Um, I've used Army Painter a couple times. They're pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I just uh, man, I couldn't imagine investing. I every time there's a Warhammer store near in San Diego, mm-hmm. which that already is a crazy thing to make a shop out of. It is. But there's people in there when I'm like looking for paint and every once in a while they'll come up to me and be like, Hey, what kind of army you like? Like, and I have to be the guy that's like, listen, I know that I probably look like you guys. I'm not you. Like, I'm just here for your paint. Um, But it's cool. I do like that paint. So that kind of pushes you into like molding and casting. And then we got to go on the search, right? You're probably on the search for like, how, how do I do this? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I found some like crazy homemade videos on how to do this on YouTube at the time. And again, it wasn't like anything like how it is now. So it was, yeah, it was lacking, you know, to say the least, but, uh, um, I did, like, I was able to do it. Um, buddy of mine hooked me up with some, with some, uh, some dollars and I put it towards some smooth on products. And next thing, like, cause I, I was making parts for him, like some, some guys for his army and then stuff for my army. And I was like, and dude like these came out really like they came out like i just couldn't like they didn't have to come out great like i didn't use a pressure pot or, or yeah. chamber or anything like that these were just like all by hand and mixing and all that and pouring but um no man it, it ended up working and the fact that we could actually play with these uh replicated uh pieces was just the dopest thing ever we were like we're literally fighting this system like we don't have to buy these anymore it, it's yeah. pretty cool that's so, so sick. Uh, how yeah. long did that last before you kind of left that behind and moved on to other things? Years, years. Okay. I did it for, man, probably like around 2010-ish is when I first like casted my first miniature. Yeah. And uh, it, it lasted years until I I made my very last giant um, miniature from their game. It was like literally like this big. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll buy one for the hundred bucks or whatever they're asking for. And that's it. And so I did that. I bought the one and I replicated like eight of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, it's, it's kosher. Cause like games workshop, they'll like, they'll crush you for that. But if, if you're selling them, like you could do it all day for your, for your own use or whatever. And if I'm giving them to friends, like they can't say anything about it, but I had heard that people were doing that and they were actually getting trouble by games workshop. They, they don't like, they don't play around. Yeah. So. But I wasn't Dang. selling any of them. I, I didn't yeah. sell it, not a single one of them. So that's dope. And and yeah. it's so expensive. So I definitely get that. Um, oh, yeah. when did you turn your eyes towards toys? Um I think that it was uh that one homie I mentioned about earlier from Michigan. He uh he uh, 
he worked with me. We worked together for a little bit at a um, at a company, and we were kind of talking about some stuff. And I think that he had mentioned something about you know like casting or making your own toys and stuff. And I, it's kind of weird. Like I was like doing like the Warhammer thing for a while, like the miniature stuff, and yeah. I never even like put two and two together. Like, I didn't even think to like do that with action figures at all. So um, it wasn't until we he introduced me to Suck Lord. Like I had never even heard of this dude. This was like all underground stuff. And he's like, yeah, he's like this dude from New York. And he's like, he's doing all this like uh, Star Wars shit. And I was like, really? And I was like, I never heard of anything like this. So he shows me some like, I don't know, quick documentary or whatever on YouTube about him. Yeah. And I saw him and I was like, damn. I was like, this dude's like, he's like really popular. And he's, he's making like millions of dollars doing this. And, (laughs) you know, I'm like, shit, I should be doing this. And he's like, no, man, I don't think he's making that much money, but he's definitely selling all the pieces that he makes. And I was like, see, that's cool for me. Like I, I would definitely yeah. like, if I could sell out of like the, the micro runs that I do or whatever, like I would, that would just make me happy. So uh, it was Suckler for sure, man. He got me into, in, into wanting to do that. So it pushed me after that, after seeing that like short documentary on YouTube, I think it was, um, I was like in my house now, married, uh it was uh i had like my basement i'm I'm just trying to think and ponder I'm like what can i make like i just saw this i'm really inspired of course i want to do like a power of the force guy it was like an homage to like my childhood yeah and i was like i have a a crap ton of them so i was like let, let me try to put some stuff together here and so um i did like what you said you were doing like just swapping heads i'm like i didn't like create a whole lot but i kind of created this this like this uh this luke leaf slider like snail wars figure and he's uh he's literally like luke skywalker but he's a snail and he's got that that one snail character's head and i just put it onto his uh uh, the luke skywalker x-wing fighter um pilot body yeah and uh yeah actually actually got got it right here if you don't mind me showing you yeah pick that out this is all show and tell it's that hammerhead head yeah is that is that his name hammerhead yeah that's so sick. And then, uh, this was like uh, this was like actually the very first cast I ever made of them. Oh man, you're like archiving all this stuff too. Holy yeah. hell! Yeah, because this like this one I just swapped the head, but like this one I actually started casting them and stuff. Yeah. And then I got further than that and actually really started casting pretty well. And uh, where like he didn't have really any bubbles and stuff like that. Um, so I don't have again. I don't have a chamber or any a pressure chamber or anything like that. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is like you come out of the gate. I mean, so you're you're casting Warhammer, which are already crazy because it's small and they got weird parts sometimes and they're coming out. And then you jump into like you see Suckler and you're like, let's do this. Um, I love that you asked the question like, oh, he's making millions of dollars. Nah. (laughs) Um, But then you, you cast something like that and it looks clean. Uh, but regardless of how clean the cast is, the paint, it's it's great. Like all, you are already like doing great paint apps. So are yeah. you just practicing painting like crazy at this time? Um, Actually, this this one I just showed you this. I didn't paint that. OK. Yeah, that's just the Luke Skywalker body. So okay. uh, I didn't um, this is all like a casted. This is all like a yeah. flesh tone, but I didn't start painting. um I didn't start painting them till like way. I didn't even start painting any of these guys. Actually, I just casted. I think I casted maybe about fifteen or so, maybe eighteen of them, and I sold a good amount of them. 
seeing you know yeah. various friends and stuff like that. Maybe I I think I had a few sales on Instagram, but um, I didn't start painting anything resin uh, ever. Actually, I painted um, Sofubi in vinyl toys. Yeah, like for for the very first time, actually like uh, buying some of those blanks and stuff and painting those things. Um, it was the, the monies that I had uh, kid robot stuff that I first started doing that stuff on. Which so. Safubi and soft vinyl, like crazy because it has its own complexities with painting yeah. and you have to get certain paints and stuff. And um, like, that's a whole nother learning process. Uh, did you like only stay there? Like you haven't paint resin then. I don't think ever. <laughs> I, dude, it's so I good. Think, I don't think I've done anything not that's coming to my mind that I've that I've had to paint. But like, you know, like you know what solves that issue with the the complexities of paint is um primer. And like I like I think I remember like Chris from uh, Last Fashion telling me just being super cool and just trying to give me like some tips and stuff. He's like, "Bro, like um cuz he sent me some of his like uh his uh luchador figures." Yeah. to, to paint up and I was like, he's like, you know, I don't know if you really know, like, you know, how to get the, what kind of paint you're using. I see that you got some games workshop paints there. And I know he was trying to be super helpful and stuff. And he didn't, he didn't really have any knowledge before, like of how long I've been painting stuff for. Yeah. And um, he's like, so if you want to check out like Wonder Goblins, like paints and stuff, like that's like, that's like straight on the vine. I'm like, no, that's dope. Like, absolutely. I said, but um, I actually prime everything. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, like I, I actually shoot everything with a primer. Um, uh, Rust-Oleum, uh, what is whatever that Rust-Oleum primer is like? It's like a paint and primer in, in one. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I get it at like Walmart for like five bucks a can, and I just rock and roll on these on these figures and stuff. And then that will literally be the tooth to or the canvas to whatever paint you throw on that. It'll 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 take it. Yeah. So. Even if you do a clear, like if you do a clear coat with um, even like Mod Podge, mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't know, you could use Mod Podge as like the the base or like the actual sealant, and then you can actually start painting on that or drawing on that. So yeah. Thursday night, seven p.m. YouTube live. It's Toys Alive. Toys Alive. Toys Alive. Toys Alive. There's way cool artist unboxing. No Accounts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for thirty bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Ooh, Current and upcoming shows and drops. <laughs> Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. <laughs> News from the hood. One hundred percent indie, all the time. That's, That's toys, toys live. Toys live. Thursday nights, seven p.m. PST, YouTube Live. God, you could do it with so almost sick. anything. Yeah, yeah, almost anything. I use um. Whenever I need, because resin doesn't take paint sometimes. Every once in a while, it just won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, you wash it and whatever. The primer that I use is just doing a uh, a spray of uh, Krylon clear coat or something like matte yeah. clear coat. Yeah. And it, dude, it works wonders. It's so sick. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a Rust-Oleum Painter's Touch or whatever. That's like the one I've been using for years, bro. That yeah. that That works like perfect and uh just like you said i mean a thin layer of that you don't even have to get it all fully 100 percent on the figure you know as long as you get like a good misting over it mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good to go yeah and it'll take the uh the citadel paints like nothing man it's it's perfect so yeah i painted his uh i painted chris and uh wes's uh luchadors actually 
with um i sprayed them with that same stuff okay how many did you end up painting for them like when you started that project and you guys were doing collaborative work yeah how many so i did they gave me they sent me two and i ended up um doing the two for them they were like part of their crowdfunder for for it so okay they had um they had me like do whatever i wanted which was super dope like i could just you know the the sky is the limit so um they sent me a couple of those and then they sent me a ragnar which was really cool and the ragnar was for me but it was still something i knew that i wanted to do and and uh and show them what i could do eventually but so yeah i knocked the the luchadors uh out and did those um the one the one I painted like in a clear coat, I think. And then, uh, or I primed it and then I put like, I drew on it. Like I actually like hand drew a whole bunch of line work on it. So, mm-hmm. um, which Wes ended up keeping that one for himself. So like he showed me, it's like, it's literally in his private, you know, stock <laughs> or yeah. private inventory or whatever. So it's collection, I should say, but yeah. Um, the, the, but like, as soon as they, as soon as they hit the crowdfunder, my thing was like funded like within like an hour. So yeah. it was like $150 for the one luchador that sold. And like the person who ever bought it had no clue what I was going to do to it, which was kind of neat. So, yeah. yeah, which is so sick. So you you did that and you've been focusing on painting and like going off on uh, designer toys and stuff from other artists. Um, yeah. What is keeping you from pushing towards making your own or keeping it resin and and that kind of stuff? Um, <clears throat> money. Yeah. Yeah. Money, bro. Seriously. Um, you know, a lot of it is I only have a handful of hours a day with the spend. I get like literally two hours to spend with my kids when yeah. I get home. And then the rest of the night is mine and my wife's time. And I end up mainly using it for myself and, uh, painting something or, or creating something. Um, but I have aspirations to uh, to create a Sofubi myself. Uh, I would say sometime soon. I would say within the next within the next couple of years. Uh, okay. I have a design already. I already sculpted the head. Matter of fact, uh, out of um, Sculpey, he's already baked, and it's like a like a Japanese oni, like demon devil head. Yeah. So I I like did all that, and I was like, bro, this is gonna be really cool. I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do the body, which. I just, you know, every creator procrastinates and they put stuff on the back burner because they go to the next thing. So, uh, but it's still there. It's it's weird how these projects still like they're in, they're all in my mind, but I always circulate back to them. So, um, so yeah, uh, money is a big thing because it's like I hear you guys talk all the time on the show about the cost and like Dude. upwards into like the thousand of dollars. Like, yeah, I was like, man, like if I didn't, you know, have so many responsibilities, maybe I could do it right now, but no, it's just not, not even feasible right now. So it's crazy to think that like just tooling costs can be up to like 10 grand sometimes. Right. I I heard that number and I was like, that scares me. And you could, I I mean, you could get lucky and know someone. So it's cheaper or working into another project or, I don't know, something like that. And then you got to pay for like materials for them and like they're casting it for you. And then there's like, if you're doing Safubi, there's um, assembly costs or trimming costs, like yep. so many costs yep. and it, it's, it's nuts, dude. And so um, it's, it is a, an undertaking 
if you're gonna do it, like you gotta you gotta really want it. You do. And it's I give so much credit to some of the artists that I follow and designers. Um, bro, like it blows my mind that they can do the things they do. First of all, they design it and then they get it made and they get it made in actually a pretty like quick time. Like yeah, uh like elixir toys, like, like yeah. Mac is insane. Like Mac is a beast. And I was like, just seeing some of his stuff and how it was like quickly made and i was like man like that guy is like he's not playing around yeah same with last bastion like last bastion um same same thing man um but yeah i think like once you get over that hurdle though i mean it's i think the for me the the thought is always there i I definitely want to create my own thing um maybe one day I'll, i'll be i'll be doing that um sooner than later but uh resin is a lot more obtainable yeah. and it's a lot more uh conducive to the old wallet there and yeah. so it's like i can do that i actually have like a gallon of resin left i don't it's really old but we'll see how that goes it's like from 2019 but uh oh it, it yeah might be bad. <laughs> it's probably bad but uh you know, whatever i mean i don't know it's weird um if i do some more resin stuff it'll probably be just more bootleg stuff i'm yeah. not a crazy good sculptor but i do like to sculpt you know mm-hmm. and it would be neat to be able to get better at it and have the time to be able to do that so sculpting is more sculpting and even like through like something like zbrush or something like doing stuff like that would be more something i want to do within like the next five years where i'm actually starting to get acclimated and, and knowing how to operate those you know that software um because like i'm like in a 3d printing and stuff too so yeah uh, and that would be super dope to make your own files and stuff yeah, I think the dream, if I had to say like an overarching dream for Toys on Tap at some point is like, I want to become a funding platform where it's like, I can, if your toy is within a certain range, like let's, we'll fund it. We'll get this running. Um, okay. I mean, there's cost to it, right? Like you now have yeah. to pay that back, but uh, yeah. it's just making sure I, I was talking to, uh, who's on today? Uh, Mondo. He goes by Dreams yeah. of Robots. Um, yeah, yeah, his toy was just funded. So. It's such a sick piece, and yeah. it's it's being like orchestrated by Last Bastion, which is cool. They're doing their yep. whole thing. Um, but I just I, I was talking to him today, and it was like it's just amazing to watch dreams come true. Like it was mm-hmm. it was his dream to get that thing up and running. And so what does Toys on Tap look like to eventually get to a point where we could say, great, we're gonna help you fund this. And then you can pay us back as you sell, but we're not going to collect an IP or something. Sure. That's the hope. That would be super hype if you could do something like that, man. Absolutely. But well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, The, as you like, how did you figure out that you wanted to settle with painting? Like that you wanted to just, because you, you you didn't pick small pieces. The piece that I do Mm want to talk about, which we're going to talk about during the nitty gritty. Yeah. Uh, we're we're not we're gonna leave it uh behind I'm the table. Take out too. I'm gonna yeah, take them out for here, bring him out right now. Bring him out. Bring him out. Let's. I got a blank one, but I love looking at this thing. Yeah. So, this piece is made by Violence Toy. Yep. Uh, incredible piece, uh, and it's just like with the chain that's in the yeah. the that's right. It. Yeah. You um, can hear it. So sick. And just like the the crazy, like you have an eye for color, you have an eye for like where things need to be, how it works. Um, and and I, you, 
yeah and during the nitty-gritty i want to talk through like process for this stuff but like for here how did you know that this is what you were going to double down on and like really go hard on paint how did you um, know that this is the route i didn't and i you know what i'm kind of selfish in this uh regard because i do it because i literally love painting so much Okay. it's weird you know like i I, list, I know i listen to a lot of like everybody saying um how much they love to design and they hate painting i know i've heard you even say you yeah, hate painting i hate it um uh it's it's uh i know a lot of people don't like it bro it's like i love gray days and rainy days and i know there's yeah. other people that love sunny days and summer i love cold so i love to paint it you know more than i love to design or more than i love to do casting Matter of fact, I actually really hate doing casting um, yeah. and molding. I absolutely hate it. I, I do it, and I have a knowledge for it. I definitely do, but uh, painting comes naturally to me, and I've been doing it for over two decades now. So uh, just to be able to, um, man, get this thing finished up and post it on Instagram, like that's enough of a drive for me to be like, bro, I want to see what people are going to say. Yeah. It's a little bit of an ego booster, but you know what, man? It makes me feel good, and I love doing it. And it's super fun, and it's it doesn't cost a lot of money. Like I've had paints for years. Like those paint pots last for a very long time. So yeah, uh, you're not using the same color over and over again, you know. But um, yeah, like as far as like the colors go, like I just do like what's what's appeasing, what looks like candy, what looks like something that people want, what yeah. look what brings you back to your childhood. What I don't know, man. Like I just think about all that stuff, and when I'm listening to music or whatever. I just go with it. Like I literally have an entire basket of paints and they're not organized. I just look through it. I'm like, yeah, what am I feeling today with this, with this blank? What am I going to put for the skin? And I just grab something like, yeah, that looks dope. And then I'll put, oh yeah, I'll do that for like the eyes or whatever. It's nothing's set up. Nothing's organized. Have fun with it. Don't take it too serious. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So with the skills that you're doing and the things that you love doing, when you look over dirty yeti as a brand yeah where are you headed so <clears throat> i love painting toys i, I want to do more collabs with people um i i will paint your toys i'm gonna put it out there i will paint yeah. your toys. um i have no problem doing it i actually have a pretty decent turnaround time um i don't sit on stuff i get it done and uh normally i would say most of the time the uh the finished product is uh, it's it's appealing to people so um and then as far as like dirty eddie as a brand it's kind of funny like uh i didn't really go on the origin of that but like um i uh i got that name from a gamer tag uh yeah. like engine from like back in the day on like the first xbox mm -hmm. and uh i just roll with it and people were calling me uh yeti in like high school and stuff which was kind of cool so um i just went with that name and then i made a you know quick little cool little logo for it um i'm kind of heavily inspired by um shepherd fairy and his yeah. obey so that's kind of like you see like a lot of my blocky or bold like print styles like that on my clothing because like i i, I kind of want to do more for my clothing and my you know i got like hats and shirts and hoodies and stuff like that i've been selling i i do okay i want to do better though like i want to get out more and, and get more um more uh exposure and stuff like that so i guess i see myself doing that more I have a website and that's where I have all that stuff on. And then I have the toys I paint and I put them on there too. So painting more toys, doing more collabs and, and doing more clothing and stuff like that. That's, that's what I want to do. Probably like some skateboard decks too. I, I did some in the past and they did pretty well. So yeah. Hell yeah, dude. This last part, as always, you know how these, these episodes go. 
plug yeah. away so that people can get to like how do they get in touch with you so they can ask for collabs how do they get your work your shirts all that yeah so um i have well i'll tell you about like an event i'm that's coming up uh, yeah. that i'm getting ready um because I, I don't do many shows I, I told my wife this year i want to start doing some more stuff so yeah uh that tour showdown online art show i know Hell you're in yeah. it yeah what's that um dimension x toys yeah yeah so i want to i'm going to be in that one and i got a i kind of got a fun little piece i'm going to be doing for that which actually will be some resin casting so dope, dope. um yeah uh and then that's it for shows for now but of course uh, you can find me on instagram uh at dirty yeti that's d-i-r-t-y-y-e-t-t-i uh and then facebook uh i'm just under bill sanchez i never made like a, a business facebook yeah i'm still yeah. new to facebook i'm still trying to figure all that out because uh, <laughs> i've never had one before up until this year so uh my website uh dirty and uh my email is dirty yeti uh 32 uh at gmail thank you so much for coming on toys on tap it is now time for us to move in to the nitty gritty all right thank you very much for having me man Thank you.